Peace, peace, peace. I am Philip Roundtree, and you're tuned into episode 42 of Hashtag You Good Man. In this episode, we're going to be having a conversation on platonic friendships and what that really looks like from a, a male-centered point of view. Before we do that, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you can know when more content is released. And please hit that share button so you can share this information for people within your tribe who could benefit from information relating to physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental wellness. So again, subscribe and share. All right, so this idea of platonic friendships, I didn't come to this topic easily. I was going through what I call Potter's Block, right? It's just like writer's block. I couldn't think of a topic and I definitely couldn't think of any content to, to go along with the topic. So I put out an APB on my Instagram stories and a friend of mine, Janae Johnson, she's uh, another clinician who works primarily with teens. She was like, Phil, you should do one on either monogamous and polyamorous relationships or platonic friendship. And I'm just like, Shh. You know, sometimes you just hate giving people credit, right? And so that was me. I was like, damn, that's a good one. I also had ideas given by people relating to relationship intimacy um, and entrepreneurial wellness. But I feel like I, I've talked a lot about those uh, in, in each of my episodes. But with regards to this one and specifically platonic friendships, I felt like it was one who one that we really don't hear the male's point of view, especially from an unhealthy, non-toxic perspective. So I was like, dang, she got me. And that's the type of relationship we have where we go back and forth, where, you know, we recognize how brilliant one another is. But, you know, again, it's just a part of our friendship that we have. So, so here we are with this topic of platonic friendships. And so the first thing we have to do is we have to define what a platonic friendship is because a lot of us, many of us probably do have a, a general idea of what it is, but some people uh, may have a, a completely different perspective as to what a platonic friendship is. They may just look at it as being a relationship, just a, a friendship between two people that's, that's not sexual. And granted, yes, that is correct. It's a friendship where there's no sexual intimacy um, or a lack, there's a lack of sexual desire. But there are others who who may be in a type of platonic friendship and identify it as that when it's really un, an unrequited love type of relationship. And I'll get into that a little bit earlier. So, but when we talk about uh, a little bit earlier, a little bit later, but when we talk about platonic friendships, we are talking about one that lacks sexual desire and intimacy. Um, it's not endemic to heterosexual relationships. Granted, we live in Western civilization where any where the hetero norm perspective is is what we really focus on and what we dwell on, whether it's in our multimedia. We're talking about film. We're talking about music. We're talking about television um, writing. Not so much, even though it is, you know, a lot of writings are centered towards from a heterosexual perspective. But it's a, writing is, is just a different craft and a different art form in itself where you it truly encompasses everything. A lot of times, everything that's right with the world when we talk about uh, sexual identity at times, given the offer, the author. But I say that to say you can have platonic friendships within uh, homosexual relationships or any other type of relationships how you turn how you choose to define it so it's important to know that platonic relationships exist across the sexual identity spectrum 
for all intents and purposes, we'll be definitely talking about it from a heterosexual point of view, because that's where a lot of, I see a lot of the toxicity stems from. And we recognize that the term, quote unquote, toxic masculinity and the ideals that it um, that it that it pushes uh, permeates, especially heterosexual men. Uh, so first and foremost, I want to talk about just some of the characteristics that go in, into a healthy platonic relationship, friendship. So we're talking about honest motives. You're not going in with ulterior motives. Listen, I'm going to be your friend so I can get some type of sexual intimacy out of it. That's not really that's that's a, a, a relationship, but it's definitely not a healthy platonic friendship. In platonic friendships, there are boundaries, right? And when we talk about not crossing those boundaries as being important to the for the the ability for said relationship to thrive, we're talking about trust. We're talking about trust. All relationships, trust is is one of the the the, the necessary principles in the foundation that needs to be present in order for the relationship to thrive. And so again, that's endemic across any type of relationships, but in particular platonic friendships. Now, when I was reading up on the topic of platonic friendships, I see a lot of, of posting and, and comments related to fewer expectations. And I had to disagree with that. I know within my platonic friendships, I have a lot of platonic friendships with women where there's no type of sexual desire or intimacy um, desire from that individual. But my expectations do not change because when we talk about expectations, we're talking about what does it take to have a healthy relationship? And there has to be expectations. Now, you know, if we're talking about call, calling me every night before you go to bed, if that's the type of expectations that that they're referencing, then sure, I can agree with that. But if we're talking about being present, being active, an active friend, then no, those expect, expectations do not change despite us not having a a sexually intimate relationship because we do have an intimate relationship especially if we call it a call someone a friend otherwise then it's just in a platonic acquaintance and that hence the purpose of the word acquaintance where you definitely don't have expectations for acquaintance but for friends and friendships you definitely do so I want to get into the idea of the myths versus reality when it comes to men and their ability to to participate in and cultivate a healthy platonic friendship. And so one of the myths is that men lack the ability to have non-sexual relationships with women they're attracted to, uh, particularly heterosexual men. Uh, again, we had, this is coming from a, a heteronormative perspective, but just with men in general, whether you identify as being gay or bisexual or, or what have you, there's this idea that men are hypersexual right and that any type of relationship that they have um with the whoever they're sexually attracted to that they're going to be this type of individual who's going to aggressively pursue that and that's just not the truth me being a prime example some of my long long standing friendships that i have with women they may have started out with some type of attraction right but attraction doesn't necessarily mean uh intimate attraction as far as, as sexually intimate attraction now one of my friends it did i was attracted to her at the age of 18 but i knew in order for that relationship to thrive and me recognizing that she wasn't feeling me in that way that i had to 
either shift my perspective of the relationship or it was going to have to end. And I'll get into that a little bit later. But we, I, I was able to to shift how I viewed the friendship. And now it's one that's been going on now for about 16 and 17 or 16 or 17 years. But again, and I do not look at her in a sexual way because it's just not present. It's like one of those, ew, no, I can I can't look at you in that way, no matter how beautiful you are or what have you, because I look at you from this perspective. I, I think this perspective is reinforced by the idea of, of toxic masculinity, right? And then there are men who feel this way. I remember at a young age, I was probably about 14 or 15, and somebody was like, you know, a female friend is just the woman you haven't screwed yet. They used a different word, but it made sense at the time. It made sense at the time at 14 and 15, as it should, because I don't have a critical understanding of, of you know, male privilege at that time, which I do now. And I realize how faulty that perspective of that adult was. And hopefully they've changed. But it made sense at the time, because, again, we're trying to really understand uh, who we are. We're looking at our influences at the time. And so my influences came heavily from hip hop and my interaction with other peers who their influence was hip hop or an adult male who didn't have a real healthy understanding or a healthy respect for for women during that time. And so now here I am at 35. That's changed. And I realized how problematic that was. And so, yes, statements like that will now get pushed back by me whenever I hear it. So, but again, it's, it's reinforced by toxic masculinity and this idea throughout history where women have been subservient. And so in order, when you do have a woman, she's in a, a submissive position. And so, no, I can't view you as an equal. I can't view you as just being a friend. You're going to be somebody I want to have sex with or what have you, because as a man, it's pushed that I can't control my urges. And so it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy that that some men that and the men that I, that I know, they continue to fall victim to on a regular basis. Right. And so, again, that reinforces the idea that a, a lot of our conditioning and programming with regards to masculinity comes from multimedia and just the stereotypes about men. It's this idea that men don't desire non-sexual physical relationships that are built on respect, trust, and admiration. Listen, I've made, uh, uh, you know, uh, the relationships that I have with women have been some of the most important ones. They're some of the most important ones that I've had. They helped me during times of depression, anxiety, and suicidal ideations. For those who know me, know that I talk often about one time where I was suicidal and I wanted to drive my car off the I-95 bridge here in Philly. I called one of my homegirls because we have that type of intimate relationship, right? A lot of male relationships, due to no fault of our own, just been how we've been conditioned, it's really surfacy. And so when we're talking about emoting, if it, and, and there's, again, I don't want to say stereotypes related to women, but women are emotional creatures. That's what's been pushed and promoted. Uh, we automatically and found myself gravitating, gravitating towards women for these deeper, more meaningful conversations. And so, yes, the, these relationships are built on respect, trust and admiration, something that male relationships may not necessarily be built on. They Sometimes they're built on surfacey things like we have mutual um, 
mutual interests, whether it's, it might be sports to be, you know, stereotypical, or it may be chasing girls, again, to be stereotypical, but rarely is it based on an emotional level if we're able to, unless we're truly able to recognize that you know, we're capable of having these type of relationships with men. And so it's taken me some years. I would say within the last few years, even though I do have close male friends, it was only close to a certain extent, right? So, and so how can we have in-depth conversations when you could barely stay on the phone with somebody for 10 minutes and, and ask any brother, do you have hour long conversations with your, with your male friends? They're going to be quick to say no. They're going to be saying no, pause or no homo, right? Like, no, why am I going to talk to him this long? But think about it. If it's something that's, that's impacting you emotionally, spiritually, um, or mentally, that's going to take more than a t 10 minutes to have a conversation about, right? So it's just how we've programmed and conditioned ourselves to be with our interactions. It doesn't even allow for, for this type of emoting that's necessary for us. Hence the reason why many of us gravitate towards women. The second myth is that unrequited love is a platonic friendship. No, Unrequited love, and for those who are unfamiliar with unrequited love, unfortunately, I've, I've experienced it a few times, right? Where you like somebody or you love somebody, but they don't necessarily feel the same way about you, right? That's not a platonic friendship, because remember, a platonic friendship is built on the idea of, again, honest motives. And so when we say honest motives, it's not to say that you're lying, right? But you have your intent. Your desire is sexually based, so that changes the whole dynamic of the relationship. Now, whether you engage in that sex, that, that, that sexual intimacy is something different and based on the two parties, right? And even if you experience rejection and you're forced to be in the friend zone, what we call it, again, I've been there, I know, I think every brother and sister probably have, have been in the friend zone with the person that they've, that they've liked and haven't liked them back in that type of way. And so that's where the, what the term friend zone is about because you desire something more intimate, usually from a place of sexual desire and intimacy that they do not want to give and they don't feel the same way. Um, so it's, it's important to remember that even though the boundaries exist, it's not because of the choice of two people. It's just one person has put up that wall and said, no, nah, we're not crossing that line. Now, you know, if, if it was, the wall was there for, for both people, and again, we would say that's a platonic friendship, but if it's just up on one side, no, that's just a situation of, uh, that's an unrequited love friendship. I'm just gonna coin that right now. Platonic friendships can indeed become romantic. And so certain things that we need to be mindful of, you know, when we are we are assessing our friendships, we need to look at, is there intentional flirting? Is there escalating conversations? Is there a constant thinking about the other person? It's okay, you know, I don't say it's okay to think about your friends. Of course it's okay to think about your friends, but you need to be mindful of, listen, am I thinking about them all day? And what are these feelings that are causing me to think about somebody all day, every day? And that's usually when we start to realize that there's, a, there's been a shift in how we feel about the other person. But it's important to take inventory of that so you can know how to proceed moving forward. We also start to see a crossing of boundaries. We're talking about frequent touching. Now, friends do touch, right? But it's, it's about the intent behind the touch. 
right? If you're, if it's ha 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 ha, and the hands on the shoulders, and you know the, the face, and the, you know it starts to get, we start to look at it and say, yeah, you know this, this makes me question what your intent is and, and about the relationship, and it's important that we have these conversations with our friends so we aren't um, shocked, right? So we can reestablish boundaries. So we aren't in a position where we're feeling uncomfortable in any way. Now, the last myth is that men cannot sustain platonic relationships or friendships. And again, as I said earlier, we desire relationships and friendships where we can be vulnerable, right? It's often, especially with our relationships with, with uh, another woman, when we come from a heterosexual perspective, that sometimes it's the only place where we can take our, our mask off, right? The mask of masculinity that we wear so often within the world where we can truly be our authentic selves. And again, I, I talked about the reasons earlier as to why that is. And so the last myth is you may need to seek counseling or let the relationship go if you're unable to maintain the boundaries of platonic friendship. Listen, this is not a myth. This is a straight fact. Right. When we talked about unrequited love earlier, which means liking somebody or loving somebody and them not all feeling the same way or offering that in return, emotions can come. Uh, undesirable emotions can arise during these times. So we're talking about sadness, jealousy, anger and just added stress, which we know can develop into depression and or anxiety. So it's important that we we assess the relationship to realize that if it's one that's adding value to your life or causing you distress so if it's causing you any type of emotional distress you need to process it seek out the help of professional assistance to help you manage your thoughts feelings and emotions so listen hopefully throughout this episode you recognize that men can and desire platonic friendships that we do have the emotional capacity necessary to not only uh, acquire but keep and cultivate healthy platonic relationships whether it's with whether you're heterosexual homosexual no matter how you identify sexually right that we are capable listen i appreciate you tuning in don't forget to hit the subscribe the share button hit me up on on Instagram, Phil underscore quadify, P-H-I-L underscore Q-U-A-D-E-F-Y. Also check out the website for merch and coaching services, quadifyllc.net. I appreciate you guys. Peace.